Okay, we'll get started here in a minute. Score Big John and of course Rumble Americana the American Way and all the podcast platforms under the same title. So I love it when I'm right. <laughs> this is insanity at its finest. Um The COVID-19 vaccine we've seen doesn't seem to quite work right. Now, let me make clear my full stance on this virus and all that's happened uh, since March of 2020. You can really say January of 2020, but the beginning of this uh, pandemic. When our leaders uh, across the world first got misinformation about this illness, given the data they were they were shown that it would have a like five to seven, in some places I heard as much as ten percent death rate. Imagine ten percent of the Earth's population dying in like the first year. They said, okay. A lot of things made sense. Uh, It made sense to lock down travel from the country of origin, China. Although our president, Donald Trump at the time, was called xylophonic for doing that. Um, And... Okay, let me focus. Focus, grasshopper. Uh... You know, precautions like social distancing, which I love, (laughs) okay? Uh, I was at a store a couple months ago, and the the social distance stuff, 
and mask stuff, mask mandates, pardon me, uh, and social distance mandates uh, had been lifted in Ohio. And it was like, I don't know, it was that in-between time of the day where some people were coming home from the bars and some people were going out to work. And it, I was in a crowded uh, sheets gas station getting my little snack. I, I think I might have just got done work or something. And there were people just up my ass. Like, I'm standing in line and this guy's standing like an inch or so away from me. And I just wanted to like, dude, back up. Don't you know we're in the middle of a pandemic? But, you know, it wasn't about the pandemic. I just didn't want him standing so freaking close to me. But that's all over now. People are, you know, piling on top of each other like sweat hogs again. Uh, but uh, at the beginning of this, you know, it made sense to uh, take some extreme measures. But as more and more information came, I would say about June or July of 2020, when we weren't seeing hospitals overrun. We were not seeing a high death rate. In fact, the the death rate of from COVID nineteen, you know, was less than one percent. Even the more deadly Delta variant, the death rate is less than one percent. Um, <clears throat> the funny thing is, there were almost no cases of the flu in 2020 everybody had to have COVID there was no regular sick anymore um, but this all this information we had measures needed to be taken until we found out what was going on so we could figure this out and it seems the more the world figures this out, the more restrictive governments are. The, the more we figure out that this is not a deadly pandemic, uh, that this is more of a, an illness that's inconvenient. And, and I know I just had a friend die from it. Um, so, yeah, we know it's it's deadly. I'm, I'm pardon my ignorance that, yeah, it's, it's sad that a lot of people died. But the suppression of therapeutic medicines and the jump to put anybody and everybody on a ventilator at first uh, and the continued suppression of therapeutic medicines are some of the causes of death okay the suppression of uh, the very inexpensive uh, drug hydroxychloroquine if it's administered early along with other medications a, a whole you know list of medications steroids antibio uh, Z package I think Z pack might be a steroid Anyways, uh, hydroxychloroquine, steroids, and a very high dose of zinc was known to cure this. Uh, high dosages of zinc, vitamin C, 
uh, uh, ivermectin, which is an age ages-old drug that's been given to billions of people, uh, stops viral replication, as does hydroxychloroquine, and we could have used if we had. <laughs> If we had uh, pharmaceutical labs in the United States and we're making our own medicine, by the way, a lot of our medications come from China. That needs to change real quick. Now, if we had a real president, it would have changed by now. But you could have used the... Uh, Military Authorization Act to take over pharmaceutical production and say you're going to make hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, Z packs, and the purest, strongest form of zinc you can, and you're going to like it, and the government's going to pay for it. Instead, we rush to get the vaccine that doesn't vaccinate, and you have to get three or four jabs, and yesterday, I skipped my booster. I'm fucking done with it. Uh, I'm going for natural immunity. The, the field that I work in, in close proximity in an enclosed space with other people, there's no way I cannot have been exposed to this multiple times. And with like this Omicron variation, I've had the symptoms two or three times. And there's only been one time when I can't attribute those symptoms to sinus drainage. And I went with my cocktail of, of vitamins, vitamin C, vitamin D, zinc, which I, I take those vitamins on a regular basis anyhow, uh, but I went extra on them this time around uh, when I started not feeling good, and a couple days later I felt fine. So, and the thing about the, the Omicron, I've beat this, this horse to death, but this it boosts your immune response to future variants. Science is showing that. Uh, there's a new Omicron variant that is weaker, but still has the same effect of boosting your immune system. And I say that this endemic is never going to be heard of because it's what the globalists and the elites and the attention-hungry bureaucrats like Dr. Fauci want, okay? They want you to be in fear and under their control. And here's some interesting information. Scientists want the raw data from the vaccines, and they want it now. They want to see how much effect on the virus did this these vaccines 
have because we have Pfizer, we have Moderna, we have Johnson and Johnson, we have a Chinese uh, vaccine, which uh, rumors have it is the best, and it probably should be because they invented this shit. Uh, anyhow, but um, the scientists want to get their hands on the raw data so that they can see did this prevent people from being hospitalized did this did these pardon me did these vaccines prevent hospitalization sickness and of course death right now it's looking like no they didn't uh initially if you had the vaccine and you know it was always billed as you have to get two doses of this for it to be effective well after everyone had their second dose oh shit we've got breakthrough cases and then there were so many cases they said well it can't be a break it's not yeah you can't call it a breakthrough now people are just flat out still getting sick Uh, I hate, I'm sorry to laugh, but it's funny the way our government pushed this down our throats and then changed, changed the, the rules and changed the definition of vaccinated. My whole life, vaccinated has meant you got a shot and you didn't get sick from what you got the shot for. Um, you know, even with the flu shots you're vaccinated you do not get the flu now if there may be a strain of flu that you catch that was not the strain that the flu vaccine was meant to protect you from that year that's a breakthrough case you caught a strain of the flu that the flu shot was not made to prevent now we're coming up the uh, Pfizer is coming up with an Omicron specific vaccine that they're going to try to force on all of us. They're trying to force this vaccine on everyone, uh, children under five years old now. Um, you know, in this article, uh, ID 2020, uh, immunity immunization and entry point for digital identity you know it talks about and this is straight from the um, a UN subcommittee uh, subgroup subcommittee however you want to say it Um, ID 2020 at a glance uh, the a ID 2020 uh, Alliance I mean this was this they came up with this before the pandemic and what they want to do is have everybody vaccinated and have all your medical records become your identification card and then they can use this as a way to do other things once they have everybody on the uh, global health grid or on this global identification uh, grid by vaccination 
then they can take and use it to do other things. Uh, international partners, digital ID technology provides a base, uh, basis for a system of verifiable proofs and accurate data that uh, in, interoperates with other identity management systems in order to enable digital, digital identity at scale we will need to identify and leverage entry points uh, vaccines <laughs> you know so you know it says effectively effectively the child's health card becomes the first step to establishing a legal broadly re recognized identity when they say broadly they mean globally and this article it talks about you know they can use it for other things like a uh, social credit score a way to you know track people um, anyways I'm not gonna get too into that you can Google search identity or immunization an entry point for digital identity but the endemic that you're not going to hear about they are not going to release the raw data and they may never release it because it's in the hands of private companies not the government so you can't even get this through a Freedom of Information Act request uh, somebody's going to have to possibly take some of these companies to court and say we want the raw information not what you release in a report that is twisted and uh, fun to say what you want it to say but here we go the uh, this is explained better in a British medical journal this will get linked in the description on rumble but see here let's talk about Pfizer first Pfizer Pfizer's pivotal COVID vaccine was funded by the company and designed, run, analyzed, and authorized by Pfizer employees. The company and the contract research organizations that carried out the trial hold all the data. Pfizer has indicated it will not begin entertaining, will not begin entertaining, that means thinking about data requests until 2025 that's four years from now Pfizer has indicated it will not 
began entertaining requests for trial data until May 2025, 24 months after the primary study completion date, which is listed on clinicaltrials.gov as May 15, 2023. So this vaccine that we're all being given and we're told that the FDA I believe the FDA approved this. It's no longer uh, under the Emergency Authorization Act. has not even finished clinical trials. Clinicaltrials.gov. Their projected end date is 15 of May 2023. That's still over a year away. And they won't release the data, the raw data, if at all, until 2025. And that's, they're saying entertain requests. That means that you can send your request in and they'll decide whether or not you deserve to see the, the data or not. They'll release their own summary of the data at some point. But the raw data that needs to be reviewed by academics and scientists to see did this work? Did it help? Did it hinder? Did it really prevent uh, severe cases of the COVID virus? Uh, it, it obviously didn't. does not stop you from catching and transmitting it, and it does not stop you from dying from it, which is how we were sold this bill of goods. The article goes on to say, the lack of access to data across the vaccine uh, is consistent across the vaccine manufacturers. Moderna says data may not be available with publication of the final study results in 2022. Data sets will be available upon request and subject to review once the trial is completed which has an estimated primary completion date of 27 October 2022. Here's the thing. Re listen to this sentence. Data sets will be available upon request and subject to review once the trial is completed. So you still have to request the data and you don't know if the data they give you is complete and accurate, it's going to be the data they want to release. And <clears throat> subject to review, okay, that means that it can be reviewed, uh, peer reviewed by scientists, doctors, and academics. Uh, as of December 31, 2021, AstraZeneca may be ready to entertain requests for data from several large phase three trials, but actually obtaining data could be, could be slow going. As it is, the website explains, timelines vary per request and can take up to a year upon full submission of the request. 
underlying data for COVID-19 therapeutics are similarly, similar, similarly hard to find. Published reports of Regeneron's Phase 3 trial of its monoclonal antibody therapy, Regen Cove, flatly state that participation level data will not be made available to others. Why do they need to keep this a secret? Is it because the stuff they're giving us doesn't work? It doesn't live up to the bill of goods? It's not as advertised? It's not as seen on TV? I think we've already got the answer to that. I think we've already found it out. And natural immunity is being shown to be stronger than the vaccines. That's why right now at this point, I'm sorry to say, I did not feel the need to go get my booster shot today. I actually felt it would probably be I would probably be worse off to get the booster from what I've read. Now you and your doctor make your mind up. I chose to go against what my doctor recommended because I just feel it's coming to an end. If I catch Omicron, great. I'll have better immunity than the vaccine is giving me. Now, if some stronger form of it comes along and I have to start my vaccines all over again, I will gladly pay for a vaccination if it can be proven that it's going to be beneficial to me. I gladly followed, well, reluctantly followed my doctor's orders. Uh, basically, my doctor guilt tripped me into getting vaccinated because he's just got one of those, you know, puppy dog faces like, I care, I care about you. I want you to be healthy and safe. Uh, I took it. The first, first jab I got, I felt really, really tired the next day, but I was going through some family problems and I didn't sleep well the night before, like the night after I got my jab. And so that could have contributed to my sleepyheadness the next day too. But the idea that now this information is being covered up, swept under the rug, sends up red flags. And this is from the British Journal of Medicine that this data needs to be available to the scientific community. This isn't a right-wing conspiracy theory blog. This is not me making this up. Links will be in the description on Rumble for uh, this British Medical Journal uh, article. Hold on, I have to clear a spot for my dog to sit on the couch. Come on, get up here. So, there you have it, you know, and the research was funded with private money from private uh, pharmaceutical companies, at least in the Pfizer case, but the vaccines that you got stuck in your arm are all paid for by the government of the United States, and I assume other countries around the world, but 
here in the United States, the government's supposed to be transparent. Wherever our tax dollars have paid for something, we're supposed to be able to find it or pardon me, request information about it and get that information from the government. A lot of times, a lot of the information that we request is what's called redacted, uh, which means there's a black magic marker taken and everything's blacked out that you really want to see. But that's how it is. It is what it is. So links in description on Rumble get to uh, a little lighter topic here talked about some wrestling big weekend for us wrestling fans uh, and come back to you here in a second it's broken about wrestling, wrestling, big time wrestling, uh, one of my favorite subjects and uh, sports slash entertainment, yeah, there was, when I started college, this is ridiculous, I, I spent a lot of money to go to college, and uh, at the time, wrestling was experiencing a ridiculously high level of popularity uh it was part of culture and uh, i was in interviewed by the student newspaper at kent state uh, about wrestling because the uh, inner hall council which uh puts on does different things for kids that live in the dorms and it's a student body-run organization of a, made up of a board of students that live in the dormitories, whatever. Uh, anyways, my friend the Chuckster put on a Monday night wrestling party where one room they had uh, WCW Monday Nitro and the other room they had WWE Monday Night Raw. Uh, I think I sat in a Monday Nitro room at the time because it was the more popular, more entertaining brand. That quickly changed. Uh, 1999, 98-ish. Uh, anyways. But this weekend is Royal Rumble. Uh, 30 men and 30 women. Two separate battle royals. The winner gets to choose their uh, shot at the world championship at uh, WrestleMania. They get to decide who they're going to wrestle. So let's go down the card and talk about who's wrestling who. Because there are matches other than the battle royals. And one cool thing about Royal Rumble is there are usually surprises. Uh, old wrestlers come back for a quick entrance or they can come in for like a rejuvenation of their career like Edge did a few years ago. Um, they can 
nothing can happen at Royal Rumble. So, a lot of surprises. But let's start at the top. A dream match that's been about 20 years in the making between two big, bad, legitimate wrestlers who left the WWF, WWE to pursue successful careers in the world of mixed martial arts. Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar. Uh, this is going to be a short but very old school entertaining match. Uh, both guys have heel managers. Uh, and it's not clear who the good guy and who the bad guy are in this. Uh, truthfully, both guys have uh, babyface heat. Uh, they're both over as babyfaces right now. And there's rumor that there's going to be a big babyface push for Bobby Lashley out of this. He's been wrestling in some tag team matches and things at house shows as a babyface. So it'll be interesting to see where this match goes. Uh, my prediction is Bobby Lashley wins and then Brock Lesnar comes out later during the Royal Rumble as one of these either surprise entrants or he beats somebody up on their way to the ring and declares himself in the Royal Rumble. And then that sets up Bob or Brock Lesnar versus um, Roman Reigns for WrestleMania. Now the other theory is no, you want they want both champions going into WrestleMania, so it's champion versus champion, Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns for all the titles. We'll see how it goes that. Uh, the next match on the card is going to be a good match. Uh, it's Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns, one of their other World Heavyweight Champions. I call both belts the World Heavyweight Championship. Technically, one of them is the Universal Champion, and the other one is the WWE Champion. And I watch SmackDown and Raw every week, almost. And I don't know which belt is which. So, uh, Seth Rollins versus World Champion Roman Reigns. Reigns has one of the longest title reigns in history. Uh, it pales in comparison, obviously, to Bruno Sammartino's seven-year title reign. But things were different in the 60s and 70s when Bruno was on top. Uh, Bob Backlund's world title reign is up there as one of the longest, along with Pedro Morales and, of course, Hulk Hogan. And I'm glad that on SmackDown tonight they finally acknowledged those legends of wrestling. Uh, and they saved Bruno Sammartino's name for last. Uh, just because it's kind of a joke to me that we're talking about, oh, 100 days as champion. That's like a little over three months. 
Roman is in his 400 something day, and he's held the top spot in the company uh, as a bad guy, but he's kind of a fan favorite bad guy. And to do that for over a year and what's 400 days, like four, a year and a hundred days, whatever, four, over 400 days, screw it, it is a pretty impressive accomplishment in today's wrestling world. And the fact that the WWE is terrible at making stars has something to do with that too. Okay, there's nobody else that could carry the company and hold the belt. Uh, the next match will probably be the best match of the night. It's, uh, these are in no particular words. This is the order I have them written down. Um, <clears throat> Edge versus Edge and his wife Beth Phoenix versus The Miz and his wife Maurice. Beth Phoenix and Maurice were two of the best women's wrestlers. Uh, in their primes. Maurice was one of my favorite women wrestlers uh, when she was at her peak but had to retire from knee injuries. Uh, Beth Phoenix is just one of those women that works out hard, is a big, strong woman. She's not really tall, tall, but she's muscular and she's always been that woman uh, coming up through the independence. She was like huge on the independent wrestling scene for years uh, until she finally got a shot at being in WWE Developmental Ohio Valley Wrestling and then uh, eventually got into you know the main roster quote unquote uh, and her first match in was with uh, another really good female wrestler Victoria Victoria accidentally broke Beth's jaw in her first match on Raw. So Beth Phoenix's first match, she ends up being out of action for like eight weeks because uh, Victoria did an open hand slap and it was meant to be stiff, but it was a little too stiff on accident, of course. But that will probably be the match of the night. Edge and Miz great, great wrestlers. They can put on a classic. Uh, Beth Phoenix and Maurice. Of course, everyone's just going to want to see uh, Beth Phoenix beat Maurice up. But truthfully, if they were allowed to have like a one-on-one -on -one match, Maurice could hold her own and they could have a great match together. Another world championship match is Becky Lynch, the humongous, over-the-top fan favorite, versus Dewdrop. Uh, this is kind of a thank you Dewdrop match, I feel, because she came in as a sidekick to some, uh, to, I uh, can't even remember her name now. I picture her in my mind. Anyways, she came in as a sidekick uh, to another female wrestler who was supposed to be returning, but Dewdrop wrestled all of her matches for her. Oh, Eva Marie, duh. Uh, and 
Eva Marie would get on the microphone and say, and the winner is Eva Marie. And she never stopped in the ring. Dewdrop did all her wrestling for her. And then shortly thereafter, Eva Marie was fired from the company again. Uh, after the Dewdrop character got over. <laughs> so they had this huge build up to bring back Eva Marie. And all it did was serve to get Dewdrop or Piper Nemons. I like her original gimmick name, Piper Nemons, a lot better. But anyways, all it did was serve to get Dewdrop over. Uh, there are some things that could go different ways with this match. Uh, rumors have it Ronda Rousey is going to make a appearance at the Royal Rumble and reignite her feud with Becky Lynch. Will she come out and interfere in this match somehow? so that she can feud with Becky Lynch at WrestleMania, which would be the lamer way of doing it? Or will Ronda Rousey, the better way of doing things, be a surprise entrant to the Royal Rumble and win the Rumble and then go on to feud with Becky Lynch up to WrestleMania? And then we finally get our Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey, just the two of them, main event at Wrestlemania that should have been the main event at Wrestlemania a few years ago everything was going in that direction uh, well first there was going to be Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch at Royal Rumble a few years ago but uh, Nia Jax I'll just say Nia Jax I won't insert an opinion of Nia Jax Nia Jax broke Becky Lynch's nose in a build-up, uh, the go-home episode of Raw before the Royal Rumble, and Becky was not allowed to wrestle at the Royal Rumble. So then we end up getting Charlotte Flair versus Becky versus Ronda at WrestleMania, which was great. It was a great way for you know three women to main event WrestleMania, which never happened. And Becky pinned Ronda, and there's been controversy. Was Ronda's shoulder up on purpose, or did the referee miss his cue? Uh, one way or another, Becky Lynch was supposed to win and walk away with both women's championship belts. Uh, now we'll get, rumors have it, we'll get Ronda Rousey versus Becky at WrestleMania coming out of the Royal Rumble. Uh, the thing that will upset a lot of people is that Ronda hasn't been around for a while. She's going to get the women's uh, Royal Rumble victory over women that have been uh, working their asses off and for a couple years while Ronda Rousey was on hiatus. And of course, you know, hiatus to have a baby, which it took her a while to get pregnant. And then she finally did. She gave birth a few months ago. And rumors have it she's back <coughs> in shape, at least enough to be in the Royal Rumble. And the thing with the Rumble is you can kind of get lost in the fray for a while. 
or Ronda Rousey could be the 30th entrant and only be there for a few minutes until she gets back into wrestling shape. Uh, but a lot of people, fans and women wrestlers are going to be very upset if somebody comes from out of the blue and automatically gets that title shot. The thing that they can't be upset about is Ronda Rousey is going to draw ratings, draw fans, draw buys to WrestleMania. So, you know, the WWE's booking, storylines, well, all that have been horrendous and not allowed a lot of women wrestlers to get over the way they should have. But you can't totally blame that on Ronda because she will be a huge heel. Uh, you know, they're trying to make Becky Lynch a heel, but the fans just like Becky Lynch too much. Um, the real, the biggest heel in and out of the ring right now is Charlotte Flair. And Charlotte has legit backstage heat with a lot of the other women. But again, she's the only one that can carry the belt because of the terrible way other women have been booked. Prime example, they brought Rhea Ripley up in from NXT where Rhea Ripley was a beast. And Rhea Ripley is a very muscular, very beautiful woman and can tear anybody apart, including Charlotte Flair. And yet they used, they gave her world title, they took it from Asuka, they hardly used Asuka properly as the women's world champion, even though the fans loved her as champion, they gave the belt to Rhea, and then quickly have her lose it, and put her in all these terrible storylines, they should have built Rhea up for a while, let her destroy other women, let Asuka go on a winning streak, now you have two dominant female wrestlers and go at each other at WrestleMania, but somebody at WWE headquarters, Vince or uh, Kevin Dunn or Johnny Ace or Bruce Pritchard, don't must not like the way Oscar uh, looks or something, and so they held her down as champion and put the belt on Rhea and then screwed up Rhea's push by pushing her too quickly to the top. This it, it, It's terrible. Wrestling is at one of its lowest points right now because, you know, t or Nick Khan, who's managing the business side, uh, isn't in sync with the creative side and he's, you know, firing wrestlers. You know, Vince is trying to take over all the creative and he's just not as creative as he used to be. You know, they ruined NXT by making it look like Saved by the Bell on steroids. Uh, anyhow, I'm getting way the hell off topic here. Uh, the Royal Rumble. For the men, it's really up in the air who's going to win. You know, 
I think Brock Lesnar loses early in the night and then comes back and wins the Royal Rumble. Other people think that, you know, uh, anyone from uh, Austin Theory to Braun Breaker or Rex Steiner, as he should be known, uh, will win. Uh, some people think Roman Reigns is going to win the Royal Rumble uh, after he loses to Seth Rollins. Uh, the same theory that I have about Brock Lesnar winning the Rumble. Uh, it's just, it's up in the air, and that's good for Royal Rumble. To have that surprise hanging out there of you know, who is going to win the Royal Rumble is really awesome. Same thing with the women. There's no clear-cut winner. They've brought back uh, some legends. They've already announced some of the surprise entrants. Uh, one of the biggest is one of their biggest best wrestlers of all time. One of the best women's wrestlers of all time, Mickie James. Uh, I've been following Mickie James ever since she was Alexis Lurie and flat-chested. <laughs> uh, but she's going to come back, and she's the world champion of uh, Impact Women's Wrestling. So she's a world champion of another company, and she's going to come back and wrestle in the Royal Rumble. Now, she's not going to win, I don't think. Though it would be kind of cool to have the women's champion of another company wrestle a women's champion of WWE. But... Which women's champion does she wrestle? You know, uh, but nonetheless, that was a big surprise. Uh, you know, with the men's rumble, you know, people think you know Drew McIntyre is going to make a surprise appearance. Um, recently uh, released, uh, also Impact wrestler Moose is another name that, you know, he may join the WWE and his first match will be Royal Rumble. Uh, Kane Velasquez, who beat Brock Lesnar, or no, Brock Lesnar beat him, or whatever. He beat Brock Lesnar in UFC and lost to Brock Lesnar in WWE. That's what it was. Um, he is rumored to be an entrant into the men's Royal Rumble as a surprise entrant. Uh, and I wouldn't, you know, be disappointed with any sorts of surprise entrance to the Men's Royal Rumble. Uh, <clears throat> it's going to be an entertaining Royal Rumble because you don't know who the winner's going to be. And it's always fun to watch and see who uh, is in there the longest. Typically, the number 27 entrant wins for some reason. At least that's the most winners have been the number 27 entrant. Uh, it's always fun to see how long the first one or two entrants last. Uh, you know, uh, who's going to set the record for being in there the longest? I kind of think on a long shot, Trish Stratus comes back and wins the Women's Royal Rumble to set up a dream match of Charlotte versus Trish Stratus at WrestleMania. But that's a really long shot. It's more likely for Ronda Rousey to come out at number 30 and win the Rumble 
and go on to fight Becky Lynch. Uh, but we'll see how all of that goes. Uh, another rumored female name is Tessa Blanchard. She is a extremely talented, beautiful. She's like she's that kind of hot where she's almost not hot, but she's hot. I don't. It's kind of hard to explain. Uh, but anyhow, nothing to do with her looks. She's turned into one of the best female wrestlers on the uh, independent wrestling scene, and she was uh, a really big deal in Impact Wrestling. And then she just got pissy with the company, and uh, her contract was up, and they just didn't bring her back. And you know, she was in Mexico during the pandemic, and supposedly couldn't leave. Uh, and then she was going. She held the men's world championship, and she beat a man in the ring. That's how good of a wrestler she was. And I watched the match. It was a good match. And you know, a lot of people are upset that a woman beat a guy. How could a woman beat a guy in a real fight? In wrestling, you're supposed to suspend disbelief. And Tessa made it look believable. You know, she would be getting, you know, beat up and she would escape the hold and get in, put in her own uh, offense and then, you know, get knocked down. And so it, it was as believable as a predetermined fight could be um, with a man versus a woman. And there are women out there that can beat up men and it doesn't... Um, I wouldn't be surprised if there are some men that Tessa Blanchard could beat up in real life. I mean, she's a strong, strong woman. Uh, you've seen her workout videos on Instagram and stuff. But she's a, one of the rumored surprise entrants. Um, Lita, Amy Dumas is going to come back. Or Amy Duma, I think the S is silent, whatever. Uh, she's going to be in the Women's Royal Rumble, so a lot of legends. Uh, in the women's rumble, uh, Lita already had a little face down with Charlotte Flair. Uh, Lita does not have the best mic skills, and during her promo against Charlotte Flair, she was like, It's just it's surprising you just don't fall over the top rope with that big head of yours, saying that. Charlotte's ego is so big, she has a big head. There are script writers that probably wrote that for Lita, because it was not the best, but it, it, it was stupid. But anyhow. Um, so it's gonna be entertaining. Uh, there was a minor controversy um, when they announced some of the uh, surprise entrance uh, for the women when they announced Summer Rae. Uh, she tried to keep it a secret from everybody, like her friends and family and everyone. She didn't want it to leak. And uh, then they announced it on TV and her phone started blowing up while she was on a treadmill at a gym. And she had, you know... Uh, a real life feud with uh, Natty Neidhart 
on a reality show called Total Divas where I think she was complaining about not getting enough wrestling time summer was and Natty said well, you're, you're almost a stripper and then Summer answered with you're such a a B word I think I don't know this, that's why you and TJ's marriage is in trouble because of your your attitude and personality and frankly I after seeing and listening to Nat, Natty behind the scenes, I think the Hart family is just a bunch of whiny-ass complainers at times. Like, Brett still cries about the Montreal screw job. Brett didn't call the newspapers and say, hey, when I, you know the other night when I won the world championship? Yeah, that wasn't real. That was planned out ahead of time. But he called the newspapers when he lost at the uh, Royal, was it, no, Survivor Series, sorry, 1997, said, hey, I didn't really lose that match. That's not how it was supposed to go. I was supposed to win. It was supposed to be a disqualification, and they screwed me. And he still complains about to this day. And at the time, Bret Hart was one of my favorite wrestlers. And as far as an in-ring talent, I think he was one of the best of all time. But for some reason, Brett took wrestling so seriously and Natty the same way. They actually care about wins and losses. Like it's like there's an actual record book of wins and losses. And Jim Ross said a few years ago, all his years in wrestling, he's never seen a, a, a wrestling book with a, a win-loss column in it and wrestlers' names written win-loss. <clears throat> there are some wrestling historians like Jim Cornette that did keep track of when, their, when his team won and lost and to who and how much money they made that night. And how much money the company made that night. Uh, um, all elite wrestling. They do keep track of wrestlers' wins and losses. And show them on the screen. Uh, but in general, <clears throat> wins and losses don't mean much in wrestling. Uh, Summer Rae came in to WWE at that in-between time. When it was going from you know, the divas and pillow fights into actual wrestling. And she tried to learn to be a wrestler, even though she was brought in to be a diva uh, and was Fandango's dance partner and he would dance out to the ring ballroom dance with her. Um, but the other controversy was uh, when she, she was in attendance at SmackDown the other Friday ago, and on the screen it said WWE legend Summer Rae 
uh, and so legend Summer Rae is in attendance tonight. She will be in the Women's Royal Rumble as a WWE legend. Uh, and people on the internet blew up. Summer Rae is not a legend. She couldn't wrestle. Well, neither can most wrestling fans. So stop your complaining. You know, at least she tried. You know, uh, and she left wrestling because she was getting legit injuries. And she's just not built to be a wrestler. Okay, that's fine. Uh, maybe she should have never been in wrestling. But the fact is you don't need to slander somebody or criticize them for trying. Uh, but after wrestling, she's become uh, a very popular model after she was released in 2021 or 2020, one of the two, uh, amid the pandemic and all that nonsense, hoopla, whatever. Uh, but she has become a successful model, which is what she should have been her whole life, uh, and also a successful businesswoman. She saved money. Uh, right before she got released, she bought a house. Yeah, nice move, Tony Khan and Johnny Ace, you pricks. Um, but anyways, yeah, there was a controversy on the internet. Summer Rae is not a legend. She didn't even wrestle that long. She wasn't a good wrestler. She's not a legend. They call all of their retired wrestlers legends. Just like they call their dub their their wrestlers superstars. You know, going back to the 80s, uh, you know, they still said wrestler on TV, but if you bought your little WWE action figure, uh, it said superstar on the package. Uh and so they've always, you know, had names to make their wrestlers seem like we're more than just wrestlers. We're, our wrestlers are superstars. You know, people that used to wrestle for us become legends. You know, it, it's just something they say. It's nothing to take seriously. So I'm looking forward to, to today's uh, Royal Rumble. It's going to be an entertaining show. It's going to be fun. Fun times in the city. My friends and I have a little pool for bragging rights going. Uh, we made our predictions. Um, well, here are my predictions. Uh, Bobby Lashley beats Brock Lesnar. Roman Reigns beats Seth Rollins. Uh, Miz and Maurice beat Edge and um, Beth Phoenix. Becky Lynch beats Dewdrop. Brock Lesnar wins the Men's Royal Rumble. Uh, Trish Stratus wins the Women's Rumble. And my surprise entrance for the Men's Rumble uh, are Gunther, formerly known as Walter, who they're going to screw that guy's career up. Uh, and then my surprise entry winner for the World, Women's Royal Rumble is Trish Stratus. <clears throat> so... It's going to be entertaining. Uh, another uh, entertaining feud from the past uh, that was kind of like a real-life feud is going to be uh, Nikki Bella and Carmella. Uh, there was another spat on that Total Divas show where 
Nia Jax lied to Nikki Bella and said, oh, uh, Carmella said you let her beat, or she let you beat her up in that match, and Carmella was, was trying to prove that she was a tough wrestler, because Nia Jax was saying, you're not tough, and Carmella was like, bullshit, I went out there and let, you know, got, or no, not let, I went out there and got beat up by Nikki Bella for, you know, 10 minutes and kept coming back, and, you know, I'm tough, and then, uh, I think it was at R Royal Rumble, Carmella kicked the shit out of Nia Jax in the face and split her lip open for gossiping behind her back to Nikki Bella. But I'm looking forward to that little rivalry. Maybe uh, I want to see Carmella eliminate both Bella twins. I don't know if they'll book it that way. Probably not. But uh, I don't know. I just like Carmella. She's not the greatest wrestler, but she is a great entertainer. Uh, I feel bad that she's with that scummy, creepy Corey Graves, but whatever. Shit happens. She's another businesswoman that's using her WWE money to invest and become very rich. It's probably why Corey Graves went chasing after her. And Corey Graves is another rumored entrant into the Royal Rumble. He's finally been cleared to wrestle after he had to retire from uh, NXT for after a series of concussions. So, anyhow, I hope you enjoy the show. God bless you guys. Thanks for listening to me talk wrestling for a half an hour and then talk uh, viruses and politics for a half an hour before that. <laughs> God bless y'all. Pray for each other and uh, have a good Royal Rumble Saturday. The